You're listening to Outside Radio. Welcome back to Outside Radio. This is Querying It Up and I am your host, Lele. Catch us on Instagram at Outside Radio and catch us on our website at OutsideRadio.live. Last week, we spoke to David about sex. That was a part two session of it, where he delved deeper into his personal sex life. Today, we're talking all things relationship with our amazing couple, Tan and Tasha. How are you guys doing? Good. Just good? <laughs> it's, well, Friday. it's Friday Eve, so... Honey. Honey. <laughs> well, it's like it's Friday because I'm off It tomorrow, is your Friday, so. honey. It's your Friday today. Yeah, I'm off. Oh no, so you have a three day weekend. I do have three She has a four day weekend. weekend. How? The it's Americans have Memorial Day. That's so the embassy's closed on Monday. So you don't work? Nope. Mm-hmm. So I'm it's stuck a well with her for the next though. four days. <laughs> You're stuck with her. <laughs> Not a whole stuck. Okay, on outside radio, we usually let the guests introduce themselves because it's best to tell your own story through your own mouth and not hear from someone else and you are the only one that can properly explain who you are so let's start with anyone Tasha. Wait, um i am uh in beijing by way of washington dc um i am born and raised in philadelphia um die hard eagles fan die hard anything <laughs> philadelphia um i moved to washington dc in 2002 um mm-hmm. to go to harvard university oh how um, it is in dc, DC. okay mm-hmm. you. um they know. <laughs> <laughs> they know um and i um graduated from howard stayed in the dc area where i started my career um with the U.S. Navy as a civilian, um, transitioned into the Food and Drug Administration in 2008, and that's where I've uh, been since then. Oh, me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, 10, short for Tennille. Um, I am here by way of my wife, um, Washington, D.C., was born in Washington, D.C., raised in Trinidad. Um, my family is Trinidadian for the culture. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I moved back to the States um, around 19. I left in like 89, came back in 94. And I essentially have been in the DMV area ever since. I'm in China. What are you doing here? I am the real housewife of Beijing. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. That's what I love to hear. That's what I love to hear. How are you finding it though? Because um, probably Tash is so busy. She's busy. The good thing is when she travels, I go with. Huh? So I get to get around that way. Um, so I came to China September 2018. Uh-huh. Um, but um, I was in the Philippines on a boat in the middle of nowhere um last february and i got a call that um i was being evacuated home from the philippines you're on vacation i was on vacation for uh-huh. a year and so i literally had a carry-on bag with nothing but shorts and cut off shirts in and the middle of winter in, in the DC. middle of winter in dc i was told that i was not returning to um to china 
Um, we were about a month away from our, our wedding um, and I was shipped home um, and I returned here June 1st of last year. So you still haven't been that long. It's about to be a year though. About to be a year for me. Yep. Um, I got here August 28th, 2020 and then I got out of quarantine September 11th. Uh, so wedding, what happened? I heard wedding there. <laughs> so um, we actually um, have been, we got married before we had our wedding. Okay. Um, so as I said, I, I moved here in September um, when I went back to, um, I went back to visit for grandma's. Mm. You came back for grandma's funeral. My grandmother had passed away. Oh. That's not when we got married. That is when we got married. Yeah. December 28th? Yeah, you're not Christmas. Girl, you came back for the <laughs> funeral and you never went back because the furlough then happened. Aha. Uh Aha. -huh. Yes. Uh -huh. That's true. I got a better memory than her. She does. Let's put that on the record. That is true. That is true. I, that is true. Her grandmother, My grandmother passed. passed away two days after Thanksgiving in 2018. Mm -hmm. And then her funeral was the mm -hmm. second week in December. Mm -hmm. And she came home and she stayed home until through the new year. Uh, I was supposed to return, but because we were furloughed, I just stayed home. Yeah. Um, so the government was furloughed. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. Weren't so, you happy though? To have a back? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes or no, right? Yes, I was happy to have her back. However, no, I wasn't in a space to receive it because my grandmother did oh, yeah. recently pass and I think I don't think I really had the time to grieve like I needed to. So I think it I I wasn't able to enjoy her being back as much yeah. as I because you're going through the mills yeah. during that time. Yeah. And where did you guys meet? Playing football. We did meet playing football. Where at we university? No, it was an adult league, a full contact black football league called the Lady Women's League. Yeah, our team's called the Lady Dominators. Um, and I had been on the team for some years, and um, Tim joined the team. Um, you're like, who is this? No, <laughs> no. So we were we were so not on each other's radar. Um, I was dating someone at the time. Tennille was. <laughs> I was dating someone. She was dating someone, but she was like the we're we have opposite personalities. Mm -hmm. um, oh, she's about to say some. some Tenille, bring it on. Tennille is um, very much a free spirit. She's very social. She's like a, a butterfly. She just kind of mm -hmm. moves about. Those are good words. Um, <laughs> And yeah, she likes to have a good time, and she likes to dance. Um, and so, uh, she's very extroverted. Um, I think for those that don't know her, she mm -hmm. definitely has a more introverted side that I don't think I knew until I got to know her. Um, and I was very much a square and A-type, and I worked and I played football, and I had a girlfriend, and that was it. That was, that was my life. I was very structured. Um, and... <laughs> Um, I was not on her radar, she was not on my radar, um, and one day we just began to talk and, um, yeah, we, think she, she Weren't you like, who is this extroverted girl? Yeah, so, but it was, it was interesting because I was like, man, she's too wild for me. <laughs> um, and then, like, she would just, we would talk, um, we used to have glide, what's it called, glide? We had glide. We had glide, so it was like this. It's kind of like a Marco Polo where you would send like voice messages ah. or videos or video yeah and there would be like little snippets so you'll say what you can and then you'll release it and it sends oh. and then you have the chance to respond but if it was a message where I sent something and she didn't respond okay <laughs> don't worry about it 
It's all good. And when was this? Which year? Mmm. <laughs> what year was it, darling? <laughs> um, 2014? Mm-hmm. I had a bit of an overlap. I wasn't uh -huh. quite out of my current situation when he started. started. Uh -huh. Started entertaining Mrs. Richards, uh -huh. but it worked out for the best, though. Yeah, she. We we are the yin to each other thing. She's uh when she's floating like a butterfly, I'm like, hello, let's bring her <laughs> a little bit. Okay, let's <laughs> track all the way back to your journey with your sexuality. Ooh, start with time. <laughs> Ooh, well, my journey began. Am I supposed to give out real numbers here? <laughs> Roundabout. Uh, I was around 14, uh, had a boyfriend, and lost my virginity. Uh, my first was Asian. Um, she in the so right place. Right back home. <laughs> yeah, home, whatever. Um, but he, um, he and I broke up because he started dating my best friend who was also Asian. Um, and they all went to a different high school. I went to Blake High School, um, go Bengals. And then all of a sudden I was playing basketball and the point guard on my team thought she was kind of cute, but I thought it was kind of weird that I thought she was cute. So I never said anything. And then one thing led to another. And had my first experience with a girl. I went for a sleepover. I don't think I ever a knew planned that. sleepover? I don't think I ever knew this story, mm -hmm. actually. So it I'm was, like, I'm learning you're learning as well. Well, well, the crazy thing was, my mom went to go see a man about a horse. Oh. And then she dropped me off at my friend's house. And we listened to some music. And then life happened. Things happened. <laughs> However, I didn't have to do anything. So it was kind of just like a... Play with me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, so her family is Jehovah's Witness. So I didn't, I mean, you know, there were rumors about her being like that. She was very tomboyish, but until you saw it, you didn't really know it. So I just thought she was a tomboy because she had all brothers, and nope. I think I was more like, is this supposed to be happening? Like, I don't, mm, this is, oh, oh, that feels, <laughs> okay, all right, so, oh, oh, okay, ooh, quiet, gotta keep quiet because, <laughs> like, she has siblings, and then her parents are in the house, and next thing you know. Did you ever go back to men? Yes. Ah. Because we didn't work out, she gave me... She told me I couldn't be with any other female except for her. So I had to go back to men. And like a little dummy, I was like, okay, I'm gonna get a man. And I went and got a boyfriend or three. And then, yeah. So you're uh, like, this is not it. Yeah, I mean, I did get engaged to one of them, but that didn't work out. So literally it ended with him and I've been with women ever since. So I've, I've always been a time boy. Um, I think my journey was a, a bit more kind of like up and down. Um, I, like I said, was always a tomboy, um, but I had my first 
I didn't have my first human experience till college. Um, and I had a, um, I stayed in a suite and it was three, it was three rooms within the suite. So she was my roommate, but she stayed in the suite with me and she was openly gay. And so it was like, one, at that point you went, I was not, okay. no, um, we were all up talking one night and someone asked, um, out of all of us, who do you think is most likely to be gay? And she was like, Tasha, like did not hesitate. And I was like, oh, why me? What? <laughs> And like, I think I was the only one that had a boyfriend, or maybe I wasn't, but I was like super sexually active, like with men. Had a, had a schedule. Yeah, I like had a schedule, like he gets off of work, <laughs> I got a class, he stopped by, and then he came back certain days after work, like didn't even cross my mind. Um, and, and she was like, meet me in the shower in five minutes. Mm-hmm. And I was like- That's aggressive, right? Okay, and she's not aggressive. So it was just like completely like, and like I just remember like being hot and like being very turned on. So we like got into the shower and we wound up having sex in the shower. And then I was went into the room where I was staying and like literally I just remember being so turned on. I was like, oh my god, like what just happened? Um Before that, had you ever had an experience with a girl? No. Oh. And even that night I wanted to bring the guy home. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> um, all right, and uh, yeah, so we wound up being friends. We would like cuddle on the bed, but then, like, I wound up telling her I had feelings for her, and she was like, Well, I'm not like that, I was just having a good time. Everybody, not like right. That too. Um, eventually, that turned into a nine year relationship. Um, right, nine years, nine years. I was with my after she just said mm, yeah, I'm not like that. I was that. with my first for nine years. Then how did that turn that sexual experience turn into actually I just like girls? Um, so I think growing up I kind of had an inclination I was gay mm-hmm. because I had this teacher. It was like her name was Miss Mason. She was. It's my, crazy how you remember your teacher. My third grade teacher, and I didn't feel like I had a crush on her at the time. But like I remember being like very intrigued by her and kind of like looking at her and kind of having a feeling, but I did not know what it was. So I just, I just you know didn't think anything about it. I remember always kind of like feeling weird trying to fit in as like being feminine, mm-hmm. and like I didn't want to wear dresses, but I felt like I needed to wear dresses. Like my mom was also a minister. I came from a very oh, southern so Christian really family, right? Dresses. So yeah, it was like very like I need to conform. Um, and so in college is when I kind of started to spread my wings. But before that, I had never slept with a, a girl. Um, she was my first girl. Um, and I could count on my hands and number of women like I've been with. Like I've probably I've been with more men than women. Than women. Actually. Yep. And um, you ten? I've been with more women than men. Yeah. How did you know that <laughs> I'm strictly interested in women now? Um. Where you could label it and say, I'm gay, I'm lesbian. Like, when did that switch happen? I went through a bi period. I was a straight bi, then I was gay. I don't know that I went through a... I mean, I was either with a woman or I was with a man. It wasn't like a back and forth kind of thing. Um, So I had my experience at 14 and I was still intrigued and interested in women, but I think, I 
don't know, maybe like heartbreak. You know, you just go through certain experiences and it's like certain things. One thing like on the football field, it's like if you get hit one way, you'll never get hit that way again. Like yeah. you're always prepared and you, you shield yourself. And I think that was kind of something for me, part of the experience with the first female experience with the guys I had been with up until the last guy I had been with. Just there was a connection that was missing with men. With men, yeah. Um, but, you know. I'm not I, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't claim to be gay. You know, I'm just I'm married to this woman here. So like this is this is my person. Mm. So you don't label yourself? No. Everybody asks me, I'd be like, so you're gay, right? And I'd be like, No, I ask my mama, she'll tell you. <laughs> like, <laughs> but I mean, obviously I am a lesbian. Mm -hmm. Um but titles is just not important. To me in that aspect why do you think that's so i mean i don't know maybe because i have this like weird stigma that people think like if you're a lesbian you can't find a man attractive uh, mm -hmm. now don't get me wrong men are attractive trey songs shout out to trey Oof. songs you could be our baby daddy Oof. um that man is everything hello but do i really want to sleep with him no no um I think for me it was I remember the last time I slept with a man um, and I was just kind of laying there and I was like it has to be more mm -hmm. to sex and more to life and more to you know companionship than this and I just remember feeling like really unfulfilled um, and just with a woman there was just um, I'm very emotional um, outside of work um, I'm very emotional um and so i just i just needed that emotional connection and i didn't feel like i was getting, getting it from men, with men. Mm -hmm. um and then i also felt like it was hard for me to be myself because like men usually want it so at the time i thought men wanted like girly girls mm -hmm. and that was not me like i was clearly trying to like be girly but that wasn't me um and interesting enough um once i like became more comfortable in like my skin i like went natural and i wound up like cutting my hair and started wearing suits and kind of like started like embracing like the fashion that you know the, the style of clothes i wanted to wear um i probably have more men hit on me now oh. than i do women which is because I, I think they could also sense the comfortability now. Mm -hmm. I think this was right. I think it was it was me and like the the confidence that I was lacking then, um, and now yeah, it's I get hit on by men, women, Everything. straight women, married women, married men, you were married single women, single women. I just yeah, I just you know it doesn't matter. But um, I think for me, there's there's all races, ages. There's a connection with women that I enjoy that I was just n not getting with men, and I was just feeling empty like when I would like sleep with men or like when I'd like come home after hanging out with them, and there was just like on the opposite, yeah. just like an excitement and just like there was like a different feeling I had when I would I would see a woman or like you know meet a woman that I thought was intriguing, um, and so at that point I was like, yeah, I think I'm okay. And then how did society around you act when you decided to fully live who you currently are right now? 
Mm. Did they embrace it? Did they shun you? So for me, I was outed. Um, The girl that I was dating and sleeping with, we were going to school together and she thought it was funny because my mom and I are like our best friends and I'm driving her home and she says, I was living in Laurel at the time and I'm driving her to Hyattsville and she says in the background, hey, your mom, your daughter tell you how I hit that last night? What? And my mom was like, hit uh, what? What are you talking about? Hit this. <laughs> like, not this down, beat it out the park. Like, she done had me, oh. had her way with me. Like, and my mom was just like, you need to drop your little friend off and come on over. Mm. And hung up. And I was like, why would you even think that was okay yeah. or something to say? And she was like, I was just joking. Like, maybe call her back and I apologize. No. no the damage is done. And talk to my mom. I have to go to my mom's house and talk to her. And she was just like, I don't know what you think this is, but I'm not your little friend's friend. And tell your little friend she's not my friend. Which is fair. Yeah. And I'm just like, and she was like, well, are you, are you sure about this? Is this a phase? Is this, and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm here, I'm doing this. And I mean, my mom was okay, but once my uncle found out he was not okay, he actually stopped talking to me for like 10 months. Oh, snap. And anytime he would come to my mom's house and the girl I was dating would be there, he would leave or he... The same girl? Yep. Why would you do that, though? I don't know. Childish. Childish. Mm. But I learned my lesson with that one. Never date anybody younger again. (laughs) Well, I did. A day younger. But (laughs) (laughs) how do you touch it? How did your family and society around you react? Um, I actually had a, with the exception of my mom, um, a a fairly easy coming out. Um, I think it was a little easier for me because I didn't have to announce it because like people assume because of my look. Mm -hmm. Um, It was just like a confirmation type thing, and like I never brought men home. Um, I think even in high school, like I had like one boyfriend, right? Um, but um, I was actually, um, I was living, I had an apartment in Virginia. I had started working and um, I had gone to work. My mom had was visiting me for the week and she somehow found her way to the guest room closet in the back of the apartment where there was nothing on a shelf where I had a box that me and my girlfriend at the time had like anniversary pictures and she had done this like, um, she had like lingerie on and I'd taken pictures of her and they were in this box. And so um, my mom found the box um, and wrote me this like long letter and I gave her this number one mom necklace when I was like a teenager. And when she I, gave it back. When I got home, she had her bag by the door. The letter was sitting on the landing with the necklace on it. It was very dramatic. <laughs> um, and we just had a whole, like, I was living an hour from D.C. at the time. And she was like, you know, take me take me to the bus station, the train station. Or who's one of them? Um, and I so she like, had come to visit you? Yeah. Okay. Because she was living in Philadelphia. Okay. My yeah. was in Philadelphia. 
Um, and we were driving and she was like, it's, it's, you know, this lifestyle with the family. And I was like, well, one, you can't speak for the entire family. Yeah. Right. Um, but she was like, it's not that simple. Like you can't dictate to me, like my choice. Um, was it more of her not being pleased for herself or what are people going to say? I think it was both. Uh. Honestly, I think it was a, you know, what does this say about me as a parent? Um, I think just from her religious beliefs, mm-hmm. it was, you know, what does this mean for my child's, you know, soul when she dies? So, you know, I think as a as a parent, I, I don't fault her, right? Just like I can't, I don't want her to dictate my beliefs and what I feel like. I'm not going to dictate you. Yeah. My thing has always been just respect my decision. Um, but she would, man, she was, would like tell my family members to not let me bring my girlfriend home for holidays. And so then it was like a period of time where they just wanted to make peace. So they were like, you know, Tasha, please don't bring her home. Um, and then I think people realized like this girl had been around for some time. I was having to choose between my family and her. And so um, I think one of the like kind of like breaking points was when I just I stopped coming home for holidays. I'm like, you guys aren't going to make me choose. Um, and I think that the year one year I just didn't come home. For the holidays, and they were like, you know, the next year they were like, you know, bring her bring home. Her. Um, and so I wanted to bring her home, um, and my family embraced her. Um, and so honestly, my mom was the only one that really struggled. Um, I think like my aunts and uncles like didn't understand and were curious. Were kind of like, man, this isn't what we expected. But like they didn't change how they treated yeah. me. Like the relationship with my mom was What's the one. Um, at least point, like she didn't come to our wedding. Oh, your mom, right? Oh, really? Um, I think she's gotten better in you know like house ten. So I love her. So I'm proud of her. And to me, like that's kind of her way of trying to balance. I still don't agree with it, but that's I okay. respect your yeah. decision, right? House treatment. Uh, how have you been treated uh, in the United States as opposed to China? Which one is better? Never mind people staring at you because you're black. I was about to say, that might be <laughs> because you're black. Thing. Never mind that, but because you are a, a lesbian couple. We're honestly, I don't feel like we get um, a, a lot of stares because we're. I feel like we get stares. I don't feel like we get treated any differently. Mm. Like, I don't feel like people kind of like look at us and kind of go like, ugh. No, we don't get that. We get the. Your friend. Your friend. <laughs> yeah. And then be like, we're married. She's not my friend. This is my wife. And then she'd be like, wife, husband? No. Mm. Yes. They're wife, wife. That's true. And then. They're very confused about like, titles, titles and stuff uh. like that. So I'll be like, no, we're married. I'm not her friend. I'm her wife. And they'll be like, okay. So I think I've Especially had a, in your field. I think I've had a slightly different experience. Um, I think I've had more of a positive experience. Um, I think that, I, I think I'm also kind of like the cool gay or the cool mm-hmm. black girl. But I think that because people think I'm like cool or I'm stylish, um, I think that I've been able to um, be at certain tables or in certain conversations that I may not normally would have been. Um, and I think um, because of that, um, it has lent itself to being able to speak on topics like being gay, being mm. young, being black, being a woman, 
um, and a, a white collar job in the government, being abroad. Um, and so I actually think that being gay and, and being black has actually worked in my favor. Um, whether it was because it was, oh, well, she, she fits the quota, right? We got black and we got gay. Mm. Right? And we got a woman. Like, yes. Right? Um, we did our job. Right. I wish I had um, <laughs> And I think they just looked up that I happened to be good at my job. Um, and then I just think, particularly here, um, I am respected because of my role um, and um, my position in my, my agency. And so um, I think I get to have those conversations and talk about, you know, what it is to be black and what it is to be gay. Um, in a very, you know, still, you know, in a diverse but still very entitled white male dominated world, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think to an extent, um, being both of those, being a part of both of those demographics um, have, have served me well. I remember us getting into it once because I feel like given the jobs that we have, like you're, you're in the government and I'm public sector, private sector, you're in private. No, I mean, I'm a civil service, I'm still considered public. So you're public. I'm private. So private corporations and stuff like that. The job before, a couple of jobs ago, I worked for a Republican lobbyist group. So I was one of two black people that worked in the entire organization. Um, there was one Indian lady, one Hispanic gentleman. Um, and then they hired this well he was half Hispanic half Latino and half white and he was gay however knowing the people that we were for that are completely anti-gays and like you've got these pictures of all these Republican presidents and stuff and Congress members and stuff in there your lifestyle is not something that you really Broadcast people are broadcasting their kids yeah. and like oh um, We look at this. This is when I had dinner with this president or this congressperson da, 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 And they were talking about this and the other and in in my opinion, you know I still don't think that work is a place for me to assess my relationship or my personal life, but She got mad because she was like I don't understand why you don't talk why you don't have pictures of me at your desk at work or but I mean, I think I think it's a different type of environment, one that's more accepting of your lifestyle. But in my mind, that perpetuates why we stay in a place where you can't talk about it, because people continue to not speak up and they continue to not push the envelope. And so it's I'm just it's kind of like someone being abusive or someone being sexually harassed. It's well, like I'm not going to talk about it because I don't want to cause any waves or I want to get fired. But it's like when people don't talk talk up, it allows that oppression or allows that environment to remain. So my thing is, if you can't be yourself, if you have to consciously not talk about what you did on the weekend with your significant other or what you did with your friends, then to me, that's not an environment that you should be in. You but should be able to be comfortable with who you are. And that's mean. I think like, that's an opinion from someone who is had the privilege to live that kind of a lifestyle. For me, I, I, I wouldn't, right? And so for me, right. it was a struggle because I am your partner and I am a secret, right? So if I came up there with flowers, I can't, right? So, I can't because 
So I've gotten a warning at a job before because someone I was dating brought me flowers or brought me lunch at work. But I think that's That's ridiculous. Because of my lifestyle. That is not something that they agreed with, that they that is something that they found upon. So for your own peace, you decided to not share. Absolutely. And it's not so much that she's a secret. However, what I'm not going to do is have her disrespected and then I have to fight a battle. Mm. What I don't want to do is I also don't want to mix my personal life and my professional life. So if me coming to work and getting a job done is what I need to do, then I will do that. However, that doesn't mean I need to introduce my my personal life. Do I have do I have to bring my my girlfriend to this party? No, I don't have to. Do I have to attend the party? No, I don't have to. So I'm not going to go. Who has been the most homophobic towards you guys in terms of demographics? I honestly have not experienced a ton of homophobia. Really? Um, I think who I probably make. I don't think I. Honestly, I. I. It's like. Black women. I think just kind of like, oh, it is what it is. She is what she is. Um, white men tend to like them because I can drink whiskey and talk football. Um, before I left, I was learning how to play golf or they're complimenting me on my suit. And so it was kind of like, I was kind of like a homie mm-hmm. to them. So like, I didn't feel, they didn't feel threatened by me. And I feel like that's really what drives some of that homophobia is like people feeling threatened. Um, white women, I don't think they, I experienced homophobia. I've experienced uh, being threatened by my intelligence as a young, probably black woman. Mm. But I don't think it had anything to do with me being gay. Black men, I've experienced it, especially when I get the, oh, you too pretty to be gay, mm. or the. But is that homophobia you, or is that ego? It's homophobia it's, as well. It's just how you. It's how you want to characterize it. Or that time we were at the bar and Elliot got in my face and he was like, oh, bitch, you just need to get dick down good and I'll bring you back to the right side. And I'm just like, sir. Who say your side is the right one? Right. <laughs> and don't nobody want that sick dick you got? You better back up from me. <laughs> you look strung out. Don't nobody <laughs> want that, but you know who wanted it. And now she don't want it no more. Mm-mm. I, no. And I feel like, I feel like, Again, so for the experiences that you may have had, it might be ego to you. But to me, it's they're not coming for me mm-hmm. as a black woman. Mm-hmm. They're coming for me because of my sexuality. Mm-hmm. That's fair. Um, white men, initially, they're all like, really? Gay? Huh. Didn't see that. I mean, you know. Apologies. Yeah. And then it's kind of like, it's kind of interesting. So like, can I ask questions? So now I don't know if you're asking questions because you're really interested and want to know answers to these things or now this is a sexual thing to you where it's like, oh, so like when you sleep with your girl, like completely inappropriate. Yeah. Women, depending on if it's a straight woman, um, I've had a straight woman get upset with me because we were friends and she found out I was dating women and she felt some type of way that I didn't try to come on to her. What? I'm I hate that thing, Rich. Just because we're interested in the same sex, same gender. People 
assume automatically that you want every single Why? thing you man or woman. No. I've got a tie. Hello. And you ain't it. At all. <laughs> like, come on. Like, came in my bed, like, was like, I really just want to talk to you. I don't understand why you didn't try me. Aren't you straight? You're not like, the one. No. <laughs> I've had that with white women. I've had it with black women. Are you just like, girl, strictly diggly. Like, I can't go hang out with you and your friends at the club because I can't, I can't risk these bitches trying to push up on me. And I don't even understand why that is. Because, again, why do you think you're that cute? Hmm. You, every, every gay person don't want every... Every lesbian woman don't want every woman. Yeah. Some people are intrigued by a straight woman. I am not one of those. Some people are intrigued by feminine women. Sometimes. That's <laughs> <me>. <laughs> not all the time. <laughs> not all the time. And some are interested in masculine women. That is also me. Some of the time. You're a good mix, honey. <laughs> I try. Thank you. Um, but I definitely, I definitely get it. And, you know, I feel like more more of, like, Asian or Latinas are kind of on the, oh, wow, like, very understanding. Like, you know, I support mm-hmm. you, but never, like, so what's up? Like, what's up yeah. between me and you type situation? I, I don't get that from them. I really? Get, no. Spanish and Asian women? No. The only I, Asian women that have come on to me have been the ones here since I've been here in China. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. Not bad. Call. That's fair. Not, not my thing. In South Africa, there's a lot of uh, corrective rape pertaining to not a lot uh, in terms of gay men, but a lot of lesbians. Mm. Lesbian, because at at the end of the day, women, black women, are at the bottom. Mm-hmm. Everywhere. And now also you're adding gayness to it mm-hmm. so now men obviously ego patriarchy i'm gonna turn you you don't know dick so i'm gonna give it to you and then they end up raping a lot of lesbian women mm. so that's something that a lot of lesbians deal with is that the same case in america uh-uh i don't think so women will chop your dick off <laughs> in america yeah. and if you don't get her, if you rape her and you don't you don't tap into her mental to make to break her. Mm. She will find you. She will find you. To get help. What are some of the stereotypes that irks you of, about lesbian women? Who's the who? When it's two feminine women, who's the who's the boy? Mm. Who's the boy? None. It's two We're women. Gay. We don't need. Yeah, but like who? Who's the boy? Which they really trying to figure out. Who straps who? Mm. What? I don't think that's all we did. Yes, that's I, always what no, they want to know. Like, my grandmother was like, so you the girl, little boy. And I was like... Your grandmother asked you that? When she found out, I was oh my. like... Um, the boy. Grandma never asked me none of that. Um, <laughs> what are the God rest stereotype? her soul, she never asked Ah, Um... You had to be, you had to have like this bad experience yeah, with men, with uh, men in what order to be gay. with women, right? I to what man hurt you for you to be no, gay? No, it's like what? Me and my exes are all friends. Like, <laughs> uh, no, he didn't hurt me. We we good. Yeah. It's just that's, not my portion. Yeah, that, yeah, that's probably the one I would. 
like who hurt you? It was like no one. Yeah. Interesting. I like the ones where well, it's I don't know if it's a stereotype, but they have this thing where it's like oh, uh, dom, all doms are like touch me nots. But they're not half these bitches out here want to get touched too. Okay, <laughs> right back, touch you, touch right back. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, I think for me, it's the like, um, even within the 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 community, like the misconception that you have to fit into a box. Oh yeah. Yes. Right. The like, you're a feminist or you're a dom. Right. Right. Like, um. That's a misconception, honey? I mean, I think the- She won't let me be a dumb, okay? Why? Because she's not a dumb. Whatever. You see how it is? But for those that want to tread the line, um, the the having to fit and you know, and I get like in people's mind, it's easier to kind of like handle where you, if you know where someone fits, so mm. I get it. Um, like for people, right? So my thing is, if you need to try to fit me in a box for you, that's cool. But don't force me into a box when you interact with me. Yeah. All right. Um, and so I think being able to just be um, the misconception of it's your feminine, your dominant. Yeah. Right. The like you said, the you've been hurt by, hurt by a man. Cause I had a great time with men. Oh, we know. Ouch! <laughs> schedule. Schedule. Okay. She sure did. Schedule. I, I had. Uh, I was. I was like. Like a man in college. Like I was. Messing she had a with, Monday, a Tuesday. I had that many. But I remember, I was messing with like two frat brothers, and they wound up finding out, and one of them was like super upset, and I was like, "But y'all do this all the time." Hmm. But because I'm doing it. Now you're what? We all have fun. The one who was upset was because he really liked you. Cool, you like me, but when I was trying to like see what was up, he was like, "No, you know, mm. you're just cool, right?" I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, but now you mad because you found out I'm with somebody else. I'm very confused. You weren't very supposed confused. to. Right. He was supposed to. Right. Not you. Be a lady. You could be a lady. Shoot. Ladies don't do that. Hello. <laughs> What's the thing that you love the most about your spouse? Let's start with the hate one. Let's start with that. I hate that she's so caring. Uh-huh. Because I think she gets taken advantage of. But, you know, when you point it out to her, I don't think she sees it. Because her, it's coming from a good place. Mm. It's not... It, um yeah I hate that but you know that mm-hmm. I do Tosh what do I hate <laughs> this is like in the interview we're like which is her weakness you're kind of like you can say nothing um, baby I don't like to say no that's not a weakness <laughs> okay. that's, that's you trying to tread the line um I. You can also say nothing, which is the perfect answer. No, that's not an option. <laughs> if, if, if anybody comes to you, if any married person tells you that there's something that there's nothing they don't like about this, I'll say lie. Um, I probably hate that she's always late. 
Oh, okay. That's genetic. I can't help it. <laughs> genetic lateness. It's cultural. <laughs> I don't know too many trinities that be on time. But that ain't changing. Yeah. I mean, I've gotten better. And what do you love the most? What I love the most, probably, it's a number of things, but um, I'll give two because there's two that like really stand out to me and they remind me why I chose her. Um, I think one, she lets me be who I am, mm-hmm. right? It's not a, I want her for the money, I want her because she's cool, I want her like, I feel like she is one of the very few people I don't say very people in my life, but in the romantic sense, like I never questioned why she was here. Yeah. Right? Like even when others did, it was she was always genuine and it it it's I, I never questioned Emotives. how genuine mm-hmm. she is. And I, I love that because I think that's a rare quality in people in general. Um and I think the second thing I love is um, I juggle a lot of balls, and I think outside of her, um, I am very strong, and I'm very determined, and um, I think people see this like very strong and successful black woman, and then I come home, and like there's days where like I am like tired, and I want to quit, I want to cry, and I think she is like probably the only person in my life that can like give me a hug and just like instantly make me feel better Uh like she taps into a part of me that no one else can and no one else has and it just like makes me feel safe oh honey that is so beautiful that is now i gotta come with a real good one (laughs) (laughs) um what i love most about you so it's crazy right because it's a double-edged sword what I hate most is that you're so caring, but what I love most is that you're so caring because you open up your heart to people and I think it actually brings out the better in people. I know it brought out the better in me. Um, I, I've watched how you, in, while you may have had a little weird taste in your mouth about me at first, I've watched how you have cared about me and you not only cared about me, you cared about my siblings, my mom, my our dog like it's it's just a a a growth um that i have witnessed because honestly you know you go through enough stuff with people and you kind of just stop opening up and you allowed me to open up again um i still feel like you know I, maybe I'm just a little a little tougher in the area of which your caring is concerned um, because I, I don't want you to be taken advantage of. You know, you're mine. Mm-hmm. So I want to protect you, but, you know, I don't want to stop you from being who you are. Like, that is how people know you and how they remember you. They can come to you about anything. They can open up to you and they, they lean on you. I don't know so many people that are like, oh, Oh, Tasha, that bitch. No, no, you can't. You can't say that about my boo. Like, she, she has a heart of. Is there something that's like stronger and like more valuable than gold? Because that's what it is. 
Oh, I, I love you, honey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Where can people catch you on social media? Oh, so I have two pages. Um, I have a model 10 underscore AF, uh, model as fuck. Um, Cause I, I used to model, trying to get back into it, but I think it's a little harder here in China because my body type isn't exactly you know. Chinese modeling body. Um, and I can also be found at the number one OV underscore A underscore kind, K-I-N-D, one of a kind. Why is it so long? Um, because I'm one of a kind. <laughs> okay. Hello, maybe I should put two of a kind in the Gemini sense, but I am one of a kind on Instagram. Um, and I am aspiring underscore visionary 85 on Instagram. Um, I am wanting to, aspiring visionary was supposed to be, um, my brand of, um, what you aspire to be, mm -hmm. right? Um, then doing more of like fashion. I and, can see. Yeah. I love this. Um, but you my, did the suit? Yeah. You made it? Not made. I got. I, mean, I can't it. sew. I design. Yeah. Oh. So I design a lot of my clothes. Oh. Um. You should see her closet. It's a couple right now. Oh. But, <laughs> um. But I, I also feel like a lot of people, a lot of particularly a lot of men, right? They they want to look good, but they don't know what to put on, mm. or they don't have the time. Um, but I feel like when you feel like you look good, like you just you have feel a, good, like you feel good, right? just like, That's what I tell people, when I look really good, it's probably because I kind of feel shitty inside and like it just makes me feel good to like mm. dress up. Um, and so for me, it's like aspiring to be who I want to be, right? Whether it's looking like I want to be getting to the place I want to as a wife and the place that I want to as a professional, like I aspire to you know, reach the vision that I have for me. So, it's Brian Visionary. Thank you, guys. It's Brian Visionary 85. Thank you, I really enjoyed this. This was fun. Just pick your... I'm also a good cook. I wish I had more time to prepare. You're a good cook. What's your favorite dish? Your favorite, not Tasha's. My favorite to cook? That she cooks? Yeah. So, I like to make this salmon pasta. But here in China, <laughs> didn't, didn't COVID come with salmon? <laughs> right. So allegedly, I was, I was told about that. So I've, I've I haven't made it. Um, but that's one of my favorite dish to make. Um, I like making my pineapple bowls. Um, I've made it once since we've been here. Um, but the gutting the pineapple is always tedious. But she likes it, so I make it. Thanks. Thank you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. Catch me on Lily2 underscore G on Instagram, at Lily the Guy on Twitter, and catch us on Outside Radio. Till next time. Bye. You're listening to Outside Radio.